Hi, this is Shannon, and I want to talk to you about my pillow because trust me, I have one of everything. Good news, Mike Lindell is back with his quality products with big discounts for listeners of the show. Go to mypillow.com/regularjoe or call 1-800-648-3665 promo code regularjoe. My pillow is having their big 20th anniversary sale on limited edition my pillows with prices as low as 19.95 for the queen size pillow. I love the my pillow all season slippers. Right now they have the lowest price ever with just $25 with the promo code REGULARJOE. They're easy to clean, hand-sewn moccasin design, made to wear year-round in all climates. And right now they're having the biggest bed sheet sale ever with the Giza Dream Sheet set, as low as $29.98 with promo code REGULARJOE. These sheets come in nine solid colors and four flannel colors. 400 thread count sizing from Twin to California King. They're all machine washable and durable and come with a 10-year warranty. Visit MyPillow.com slash REGULARJOE or call 1-800-648-3665 promo code regular joe that's 1-800-648-3665 promo code regular joe And welcome, Joe Giganti. Rick of the Joe with you here on this Wednesday. It is indeed a happy hump day, a busy hump day. We have much to get into today, including the fact that apparently electric vehicles may be running out of juice. Not a big shock there. The big guy's brother, that would be Jim Biden. He's on Capitol Hill. See what happens there. Trump had a big town hall last night. We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. That followed on Haley's hoax. She had the bit. How pathetic is your candidacy when you have to lie to the media to get coverage? You know, I got a big announcement, big update on my on my campaign. Of course, everyone's thinking she's going to drop out, which I did not, by the way. I I did call it for what it was, uh, which was just you know it was a huckster move. She was just being a good huckster. She was selling it, and then she proceeded to give basically all of her normal talking points. We'll get into that though. You have a member of the Democrat regime, the Biden regime, talking about the final solution for Israel. You're going to kind of wonder how that happens. John Stewart forced to mea culpa. And uh, I mean, he did it in, in, in as amusing of a fashion as I think he could come up with. But look, the bottom line was he stepped out of line and he said, sorry, I'm so sorry. We'll get into that in Tucker was right on target. Before we get into any of that, just a quick little heads up. As I mentioned a little earlier, with the good news of Carrie Lake getting the endorsement from the National Republican Senatorial Committee and that she is on track to help turn Arizona firmly to the red, in the state of Wisconsin, there was big news. When it came to the Senate, Wisconsin entrepreneur Eric Hovde officially had launched his bid for the U.S. Senate yesterday. Uh, he is titling the bid as a rest- an effort to restore the American dream and an ad that he's released. He said, our country is facing enormous challenges. Our economy, our health care, crime and open borders. Everything is going in the wrong direction. All Washington does is divide us and talk about who's to blame and nothing gets done. We need to come together to find common sense solutions to restore America is his claim. Now, for those unfamiliar, Hovde, the CEO of Hovde Enterprises, which is a Madison-based real estate development firm, 
is a serial entrepreneur having started his first company in his 20s. He and his wife Sharon have two adult daughters, three grandchildren, and he is looking to to unseat left-wing nut Democrat Senator Tammy Baldwin, uh, who has been in, in, in Congress for 25 years, which is approximately 26 years too long. Of course, she's been living high on the hog on the on the taxpayer teat all of that time. And uh, she continues to be a reliable left-wing vote, having supported and voted with Joe Biden uh, more than 95% of the time. He's a fourth-generation Wisconsinite. And uh, of note, besides, obviously, he's done had several very successful companies. But he's also given back quite a bit. Created the Hovde Foundation in 1996 to fund research into multiple sclerosis, which is something he was diagnosed with at age 27. He has built Hovde homes in 10 countries in the United States. These homes are built to rescue children from abuse, sex trafficking, and abandonment. Uh, So he has officially thrown his hat in the ring yesterday. I suspect that we will see an endorsement from the National Republican Senatorial Committee, uh, I would imagine, relatively soon. And he is now crisscrossing the state of Wisconsin to meet voters uh, and, and really to, to gauge what's going on. I think it's telling in a very positive way that in his, his initial statements and in his launch video that he has identified three of the biggest issues that matter to Americans right now, which, of course, is the economy, which encompasses inflation the rising crime, which is directly related to our open borders, out-of-control health care. Now, I I haven't seen the whole ad. I'd be interested to see if he touches on education, because that'd be the other big piece. We have reached out to the campaign. We have invited them to come on the show, and we will pr- bring him on as soon as uh, we are given a date. So we've made it pretty much easy for them to come here or be on by phone, whatever's easiest for them so that we can talk to him directly. You get to hear from him. Of course, you would have the opportunity to ask questions if you'd like, and we'll let you know when that happened. On another uh, kind of uh, political programming note, also of of import, uh, we've had, as you know, Alex Brusewitz, Brusewitz, excuse me, I don't know why I was, I don't know why I always want to, you know what it is? It's it's Brusewitz, it kind of just gets my, anyway. It's no, no, not a reflection on him. Not, not at all. No way, shape, or form. We've had him on here twice. Uh, he is, of course, a Trump ally, a native of, of Wisconsin who is eyeing a potential bid uh, for the 8th Congressional District, being vacated, being abandoned, if you will, by Congressman Mike Gallagher. Now, I've just a quick question, or answer to a question. A lot of people have pointed out that Mike Gallagher has $4 million in his campaign funder, just thereabouts. And he is not running, so people keep saying, what can he do with the money? He cannot take the money for personal use. He has a couple options. He can keep it in the account uh, should he, you know, as long as he is able to run for office, he could keep the money in the account, keep it there for a potential run for Congress, Senate, or some other higher office. That's his first option. He can give some of that money to nonprofits or all of it, uh, and he can also essentially transfer it to other campaigns, uh, some or all of it as well. So, no, he doesn't get to keep it. 
I've been asked, what do I think is the case? My prediction, uh, and you got to look, I'm pretty good at this. Gubernatorial race in Wisconsin will be up in two years. $4 million is a great starting number when you want to run for governor. I suspect that the reason Gallagher's not running for re-election, among other, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. He came under a great deal of pressure uh, with his terrible votes, and I, I don't discount that at all. My guess would be that he's stepping away from the public eye for a couple reasons. One is he's going to make a just filthy amount of money as a as a defense industry lobbyist. And let's be clear that that's what he's going to do. Uh, and, you know, whatever. Good on him and his family. They'll have lots of money. Uh, two, it helps people to forget. They are betting on the fact that people will forget some of those details so that when he trots back out, uh, you know, when he breaks out the vest in two years, and trots up on the stage to say, I'm running as a as a Marine veteran, I'm running for governor, that people will have forgotten some of the things they were upset about. Uh, but I think he's going to run for governor in two years. That's my answer. I think he will run for governor in two years. Uh, I know he looked at Senate at one point, uh, but I think he's thinking governor. So that would be my thing. Now, as for the 8th Congressional, as I mentioned, you know, uh, Alex Brusewitz has, he's only been mentioned, he, has, he hasn't, said he's going to run. But nonetheless, I reached out to him. As you know, we had him on twice. He was very accessible, more than happy to come on and talk. Uh, we have reached out to State Senator Andre Jacques, who's a great friend of the show. We expect to have him on here in the next few days. He is also a name that is being bandied about for the 8th Congressional. In in, in those cases of, of Alex Brusewitz and Andre Jacques, I think you'd have two very strong conservative candidates uh, that would be potentials for the 8th Congressional. The only declared candidate in the 8th Congressional District is, of course, Roger Roth. Now, Roger, just for those that don't know, he is a former member of the State Assembly who then ran for Congress in 2010, lost in the primary to Reed Ribble. Reed Ribble, of course, was elected as a conservative, ran to Washington, and couldn't get to the left quick enough and forgot all of the reasons that he was elected in 2010 uh, and, and did a pretty good job of becoming the milk toast middle and then, you know, slouching to the left and then being offended when people like me pointed out who was there vetting candidates in 2009 and 10, uh, that he wasn't living up to, the, you know, the promises that he made. He handpicked Gallagher to be his successor. Uh, but Roth lost that primary in 2010 for the 8th congressional seat. Then he went off and he was elected to the state Senate, where he served until he ran for lieutenant governor and lost that race when he was on the Tim Michaels ticket in uh, in the last gubernatorial election. So just a short history. Now, between 2010, when I vetted Roger Roth uh, as a potential candidate, and by the way, he was a great candidate in 2010. So was, so was Reed Ribble. And well, anyway, <clears throat> so uh, in terms of where they were on the issues, I didn't really see Roger again. I mean, I kept up with him and, you know, him being in the Senate. And, uh, but physically, I don't recall running into him again until January 6, 2021. Uh, and I remember because I was keynoting an event in Green Bay. Uh, and this is before we knew anything of what was going on in Washington. And I was surprised to see Roger there. And he was working the crowd and talking to people. And, you know, we were out there, of course. It was a Stop the Steal rally uh, that we did on that day. And he, no, he didn't speak, but he was he was present. 
<clears throat> there, although I don't remember seeing him in the other events related to, uh, to January 6th after that. And then I said he ran for lieutenant governor. And uh, so, I mean, I've known him for 14 years. Now, when it became obvious he was going to run and then announced within hours of Gallagher making his announcement that he wasn't going to run, we prompt, I promptly reached out to him. I texted him directly. I have his personal cell phone, and I said, hey, I'd like to have you come on. You're, gonna, you're an announced candidate. He promptly turned me over to his PR team, who have been playing patty cake with me. Now, look, I'm saying this because I think you have the right to know. I'd like to point out that when I reached out to Andre Jacques, Andre Jacques called me back, and we've had several conversations, and it's only a matter of time. He will be on very soon uh, with Alex Prusowitz, who I, I ne never met before I texted him the first time. A, a mutual friend said, here, here's his number. Give him, you know, reach out to him. I texted him. He responded within a few minutes. We had it all worked out that he'd be on the show. This is on a Saturday. He'd be on the show Monday morning. It took us possibly five minutes maximum on text messages back and forth. Uh, and and I, I mention this because something that's that I think is very consistent between Alex and Andre is they have no issue getting out in front of the people, mingling with the constituency, talking to them, because frankly, they tend to be one of them in the sense of just their everyday lives. I find it interesting that for two weeks, <clears throat> they can't seemingly figure out a time to put Roger Roth on a show that is, well, frankly, the most listened to conservative talk show in the district that he's running for. And and it's not because, his, I mean, I'm not stupid. It's not because his schedule is that booked right now. And I think, it, it, look, they can do whatever they want. It's no skin off my, I got plenty to talk about. I have plenty of material when it comes to the potential and declared candidates for that district. And I'm more than happy to scrutinize with a high-powered microscope the people that are putting themselves forward to run for the seat because once bitten, twice shy. Reed Ribble has made us that way to some degree, to a lesser degree. Now, look, I'm not going to paint. Mike Gallagher was better than Reed Ribble, but he betrayed us enough times as well. So it's very important that we have someone. And you would think in light of all of this, that you'd want to get out and get in front of this with people as much as you can. Now, again, they can make any decision they'd like. It is their campaign to lose. And, and that's, you know, all on them. I'm just simply, and I'm saying this because I keep getting emails and texts. Why haven't you, we asked him to come on within minutes of his official declaration, Roger Roth, that is, that he's running for Congress. He has just been unable to find any free time in his schedule to come on the show. And again, I mean, look, let's all be adults, right? Let's not pretend. Let's not play. And I refuse. I know I'm supposed to sit here like a happy little puppy wagging my tail. Oh, oh, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Will you come on? Pet my head. Pet my head. They got the wrong guy. They want to play games. So be it. I'm just going to expose the game playing from day one. The regular Joe radio show.